You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Terra Scottish Football Podcast, uh, to what is possibly going to be the least listened to podcast we've ever done, I would expect. Uh, my name is Duncan Mackay and I am joined by Tom Watt. The least listened to for the moment. We may yeah, well break this record yet. Hello, yes. Um, th- I would love to say I'm thrilled to be here, but um thrilled to be here, just not thrilled to have to talk about this again. Yes, so we are talking about the game that took place this afternoon at Hampden Park. The first time that Hampden ever has hosted a major international tournament game, which I think is something, which is actually quite remarkable given the history of Hampden. But uh, it saw a, um, a typically Scottish performance in which we built ourselves up and then we were beaten 2-0 by a... By a Ordinary Czech Republic team, I think that would be a fair way of putting it. Yeah, um, I think they weren't they weren't great. I think what one of many frustrations, and we will come on to lots of them, is every, anyone who has watched the Czech Republic play at any point and watched their manager or listened to what to anyone talk about what they do knows how the Czech Republic play, how they set up what the individual players do and how they fit into the system. And we didn't really seem to have given that any huge amount of thought. Yeah. Well, I think well, we should probably go back go back to the start um, and we'll try and work our way through the afternoon. Um, great, great build-up. I have to say props to the BBC for a really good build-up there uh, 45 minutes before the game, including our pals at Studio Something, uh, the video they did with, with Biffy. Um, there was a really nice interview with between Ellie Barber and Andrew Robertson and stuff like that. Like it just it did have such a big match feel and like the the sound, the atmosphere at Hamden sounded amazing for what it turned out to be the announced attendance was nine thousand something or other. Um, you know, uh, which is as, yeah, slightly disappointing, I suppose, if you did, didn't get tickets uh, for those games. Um, and Hamden looked looked and sounded pretty amazing. And then, it, uh, yeah, we uh, the, the game itself, I just found so... T- I think we got a little bit of our uh, the wind taken out of our sails when we saw that Kieran Tierney wasn't going to be playing. Um, again, the Czech Republic side, let's be honest, I've, yeah, it was kind of what we expected. But uh, yeah, how how were you feeling when you saw that, uh, that that we were going to be starting with just with just Lyndon Dykes up front and without Kieran Tierney? The the, the Dykes up front on his own didn't worry me quite so much because there's there's at least a school of thought that playing 
Dykes with Christie and either Armstrong or McGinn, who I thought would be would be quite close in behind, is every bit as attacking as playing, I don't know, like McCormick and, yeah, yeah. and Gilmore and, and Adams. Yeah, I mean, you, you've you've got at least two players, like Christie doesn't defend, he's, he's, that, that's not what he's there for. Um, that didn't worry me. Tierney not being there is such a, is such a blow. I mean, it, it's the one... That there isn't another team in in world football that plays <laughs> that that has worked up playing the way that Scotland have with the sort of I mean I, I, the Kieran Tierney role for Scotland where we've got a, an overlapping centre back and an attacking full back and they're the two best players on the team um, that that was a worry that was a concern I think and I think although we we kind of we had maybe eight minutes of momentum at the start of the game, um, and I think there's been lots. There's been lots of opinions, as there always are when Scotland don't don't win, about like how we might have started. I don't think the, I don't think the way that we started and the 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 eleven that we put out, there was a huge amount of complaints at the at the start. I I certainly didn't have any huge complaints with with the team that we put out at the start. Um, I mean, my my complaints were more that we we weren't able to change it, and the changes that we did make seemed to be a bit haphazard and and not really f- pinpointing what we needed to do from it. But I mean, the the I think the the one there there were two periods. There was a, maybe like a eight or nine minute period at the start of the first half, and about the same from about fifty minutes um, when we looked we looked fairly decent, but. There was just too many. It, 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 for, for me, it wasn't wasn't so much that there was any huge mistakes or any one player had a particularly bad game, but just as like you know, tiny, tiny one percent, two percent differences here or there add up to being quite a lot bigger than the 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 the, the sum of their parts. Too many people were off the boil. Too many people didn't have a great game. Too many chances were missed. Too many people just weren't were were a little bit off, and those. Those, those tiny little increments added up to actually, you know, being quite a long way behind the Czech Republic. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would, comp- I would agree with that assessment. I, f- I found the, uh, the first half especially some of the tensest uh, I've, I've ever felt watching football. I don't <laughs> like. I'm not, I'm not sure what it, what was it just because it was such a big deal for Scotland. And yes, I know I am the person that, um, that several months ago had suggested that we shouldn't even bother qualifying uh you know I, that w- that was a terrible opinion at the time and i'm glad I, i've uh, been bullied for it uh <laughs> but um i just found the whole yeah the whole thing tense and i and i, I found that the performance was slightly tense as well if that makes sense like i'm like i'm not saying that it translated from my living room in dunbar onto the, onto the players on the pitch but though they were just not as fluid as they needed to be i think to win a game in a major championship if that makes sense and obviously i think there's a there's a huge amount of um which is which is inevitable it always happens in international football but there is there is a lot of um sc- uh scoreboard analysis about the about this game because I don't think like this was not one of the most awful Scotland performances like I've seen like you know like they've performed a lot a lot worse uh 
you know, at major tournaments uh, and in non-major uh, and in not in major tournaments over the years. Like this wasn't a terrible for- performance. What what it was was an uh, it was an off-key performance. And you, the problem is you can't have those in an international tournament. You can't have them in the, in, a, in a tournament that that at best uh, you know, you could have three games to play, and you can't you can't afford that. And I think that you know the the Kieran Tierney stuff kind of played into. It. Um, and you know, I think, I think most people would say that that Steve Clark is someone who potentially overthinks his selections, and I, I you know, better than someone who doesn't think uh, would be my analysis of that. But yeah, like I think that the the defense, especially, I think just looked a little unsettled. You saw that um, you know, even in the even in the first half where they weren't clearing their lines effectively as they should have been, and you know, and that's. Those are small aspects, but if you're not, if you if you are kind of just fanning about with the ball sometimes, or being a bit over elaborate, or even just uh, the angle being slightly off on the the back pass you're giving back to the goalkeeper, or whatever, it slows everything down. And and I think that that uh, one of the good things about Tierney and Robertson on that on that left hand side is that the, neither of them are afraid to to bring the ball out. I'd, you couldn't. You don't necessarily trust the, the the team that started today to do that. Although there was a, a, one blinding turn of pace from Grant Hanley, which I didn't know he had to <laughs> yeah, get, back that, and, yeah. get back and cover. No, I I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I I actually think there were two, and this is slightly this is it's slightly after the fact, but it not but not hugely. I think we could have pointed to the one the one point that we have made previously. Um, yes, Scotland badly missed. Uh, Kieran Tierney but the other player that I think they sorely missed was Ryan Jack or a Ryan Jack shaped player because I think Stuart Armstrong is at his best when he's driving forward Um, Scott McTominay has played in defence for Scotland but he's been at his best for Manchester United when he's been driving forward and and McGinn's been at his best for Scotland in in support of the, the the in support of the attack. And I think, especially as we had a defence that hadn't played together, that were a little bit more... Um, it, it's effectively... We've effectively got three no-nonsense defenders. There's not a huge amount of football in that defence, and I don't think I'm being unkind to that. Having somebody to protect it, especially when Scotland were were getting forward, um, we... I mean, it, when Scotland were breaking, we were putting seven bodies forward at one at one time so there were a couple of times even before they scored when we were losing the ball they they only had uh um one man nominally up front but but when they were breaking against us it, we were a little overrun in midfield on the counter so i think those are the two areas that maybe we need to that maybe we could have been a bit smarter with in in from from the get go Tierney, there's not an awful lot we can do. We, I think we, we put out a, a defence as best we could. But somebody anchoring that midfield, uh, and I don't think it's playing to the strengths of the three players that we, we, we have in that. If you're going to go with um, if you're going to go with a, the, those those three, then I think you, one of them needs to be anchored there. And his job is just to sweep up and, and, and sit. Um, but I think the other thing that was a bit of a... There were too many people that that were nervous or just not quite on the on their game. I think Stephen O'Donnell has been been good for Scotland, uh, and we know his limitations. And he, the the right. We back saw. Area, I think we definitely saw them today. 
Yeah, we definitely saw them today. And both in both in nerves when he just couldn't take a touch and he knocked the ball out for a throw-in early on and um, he got in Ryan Christie's way trying to do, trying on the overlap, but also tactically and just a little outclassed. And, you know, that's not necessarily a reflection of him. It's an international level. It, 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 it's a game up. But also there were definitely nerves and I think there were just too many... Um, the other big disappointment for me was that, and like you say, we, we were not terrible. We did create chances. We should have scored. We had enough chances. We had, we probably had more like clean cut chances. I know people have made an awful lot over the fact that expected goals suggested Scotland should have won the game. But I think the point on that is Scotland did create chances and were, I wouldn't necessarily say wasteful, but, you need to take those chances when you get them, and and a, and a good goalkeeping display as well. I think the the, the um, uh, back looking the 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 check keeper uh, the check keeper had a very good game. Um, but I think the diff, the the problem for me was especially at halftime when we were a goal down and. O'Donnell hadn't had a particularly good game. I don't think Armstrong had had a particularly good game. I don't think that defence were was working. Um, I thought Christie had had a decent-ish couple of flourishes, but he was in and out of it, and I don't think it was the right game for him. You could have made any of those substitutions, and we needed to change the momentum of the game and let, you know left that too, too late. And when they ultimately did make substitutions, it didn't. It, it looked awfully like throwing on attacking bodies and hoping for the best, rather than we know what they're going to do. They're now going to try and counter us. Yeah, and uh, and I think that we uh, we had two. I mean, I yeah, we had we there weren't sitters like, uh, but there were there was good chances. It was the one uh, after seventeen minutes with when the dykes uh, we flashed it near post, and then just before uh, you know, yeah, and then in the, after thirty one minutes, the ball falls to Andy Robertson, and I know it's from distance, but you've got to be <laughs> he's got to be doing more than, with, with that chance and. And then, uh, and then the Czech Republic score with uh, a you know a good header. Uh, I'll get, we've got to we've got to give Shuk uh, plaudits for that. But to me, an avoidable goal because they were using the same corner technique almost three corners in a row, and we still hadn't caught it on to. Yeah, uh, and we need to be able, uh, not not just the corners, but like losing losing second balls from corners and not not getting out to close down quick enough. Uh, I mean, I think Darren Fletcher made a good point in the in the analysis that if you're man marking, you do sometimes. And, and Stephen O'Donnell gets caught in in two minds as to whether he should stick with his man or go out and close them uh, close down the cross. But nobody getting out to to close down that. And it, you know, it's a really good header, but. Those, it, it was those kind of fine margins where you might get away with it against lesser sides or you might get away with it at club level, um, but you're not going to get away. With it. And there were too many of those fine margins uh, in attack and in defence. Yeah, I mean, one, one of the big con- conclusions I took away from that game is that I... Is, <laughs> This might sound odd, but I I think there's more chance of England thrashing the Czech Republic than there is of England thrashing Scotland. He says touching wood very heavily <laughs> and uh, ahead of Friday. No, but like I, I think that 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 was not particularly good Czech Republic team, but they 
got their noses in front and then and then knew how to play it. I mean, we again, you know, the, the even you could just tell that it just if things just didn't go Scotland's way in and then like you know and what you can only hope is a learning curve as opposed to a talent deficiency but you know that just just you saw the difference that even the, at the halftime that the, the substitution of of uh, Chi Adams made you know like just suddenly had Scotland were attacking with a bit more purpose uh and and you saw that like <laughs> admittedly you know, Jack Hendry having a shot that, that hits the crossbar and stuff like that there, there seemed to be a a sense that Scotland felt they could score, and then the problem was that then the Czech Republic score, and it it really did 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 feel like it just fell apart from that point. It didn't it didn't feel at that stage that Scotland thought you know there was the idea that they could you know if we get one goal back we could maybe get into it, but I didn't sense from that from that point on there was belief that we could still win or draw this game. I think there. I think there are a couple of things there. I think one of them. I think we. The the credit I would give the Czech Republic is when they got their second goal, they killed the game, and they were they were pretty solid defensively. They didn't need to be adventurous, and that's kind of what they've made their reputation on. Um, and and now they've set themselves up potential to qualify from the group because they've got this one win. Yeah, you start the you start the uh, you start the qualifier group with a win and, and you're probably only looking for another point. I mean, you might even qualify with that one win. So, you know, cre- I think cr- credit to them there, uh, there. The other thing is while I'm not making excuses for too many players not being on their game, or I think Steve Clark making some, some tactical mistakes and, and, and substitutions maybe that didn't quite pay off. or didn't, didn't make sense to me. It, it, it was, International football, such such fine margins. Czech Republic score, fair enough. Um, and we have to they, say, they score. it is an unbelievable goal. <laughs> the, the, like, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it, it's, a, it, it's an unbelievable goal. It's, a, it's, you know, it's one in a hundred. Unbelievably good goal. Yes, there were mistakes in it. Yes, you know, David Marshall's a long way out, out from it. You know, yes, the, maybe somebody should have been across and covering a little bit better than they were, but it is an unbelievably good goal. It's not like it starts well outside the post and curls round into the corner. It, it, it's an unbelievably well-taken goal. At, but at the same time, Scotland had their chances. They'd hit the, uh, they'd hit the bar. They'd had the one that had come off um, the, the Czech defender and looped up over the goalie. Very fine margins there. You know, he, Dykes has a chance, uh, you know, like the straight the keeper. Chance. Yeah. There were there were chances even late on, like James Forrest trying to square it across the the uh, square it across the box rather than shooting when when he uh, when he probably should have. We we did create chances and on another and this is not an excuse, but on another day would have at least made that more competitive. Were it not for switching off on one, uh, like we switched off, we conceded an absolute worldie there were no like massively contentious refereeing decisions but there was a lot of both fussiness and letting things go i think that, that it was, a, it was yeah it was, there was a lot of things that in a normal i think john mcginn is a prime example john mcginn wins so many fouls at international level because he uh Anticipates contact and and goes down and usually gets those free kicks there was a lot of yeah he was like he was a uh, he was letting a lot of things go, but at the same time, then was was choosing the various points to be quite 
uh, pernickety, which seemed a bit uh, like it was. I mean, again, we can have no real complaints because he he was you was the same for both sides. But um, you know, we that's just that is another facet of the game that, that Scotland need to get more mature at and adapt to. And I think that's yeah. what one of the things that I take as a as a a better thing from from how we're feeling about it is that we're feeling disappointed and there's an element I don't know I didn't I I kind of I went and walked the dog at four o'clock because I was like I'm not like I don't like I don't, didn't didn't necessarily think it would it would do uh, my well being the best if I just sat there doom scrolling uh, and but the the kind of the aside from Graham Spears' spectacularly wild uh, hot take that this was like Argentina seventy eight when it just wasn't. Um, this there doesn't like people seem annoyed, which is good. Like there's, there's not a there's like we should have done better. We can do better as opposed to this fatalistic. Oh well, it was just nice to be there. It was good. It was a good laugh. Like you know, like that. I think that's a that's a good sign. And I think it's a sign of progression and dare say maturity in, in around Scottish football fans. And obviously, uh, it doesn't help that your next game is then against the seeds, but the top seeds, but. And, and I know that there's going to be a preview show of that later on this week, so we'll, we'll not try and spoil too much of that. But that you know that the the fact that 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 we weren't to our bare bones, yes, we lost Tierney, but that there is different things we can do is good. It's also can be problematic in terms of you you allow loads of people to think that actually the difference would have been you know starting Billy Gilmore or what what have you and there, there, there's always going to be a lot of what ifs but I think that um yeah it's a difficult like I think I don't think did, did Steve Clark get it 100% right absolutely not um but is there any guarantee that had he done anything else that the the outcome would be the same again very difficult to say yeah I, I think that I think both of those points are absolutely fair I think had I I think, like, like we've touched on, too many players just weren't quite at the races, weren't quite able to do, and there were these very fine margins. And yes, there is a feeling of being of being let down, and I would assume the players feel a little bit like they maybe just didn't give the best account of themselves. Too many players who have had very good seasons, with a, with a couple of exceptions, I think, uh, that you know there there were a couple of players. I think Robertson, the first half in particular, was was much more like the Liverpool Andy Robertson in particular. Um, depending on how... I think David Marshall largely had a very good game other than maybe being a little far out from his goal when, when he gets lobbed. But even that, that would give him a pass on. Uh, there, were, there were too many players that weren't quite at the races. Having said that, I don't think this is a write-off. If this was a if if that if I had been in charge of that in football manager, mm-hmm. I would definitely be loading it and trying again because it's <laughs> not out with. I would absolutely be like sulking about it, reloading it, and and going with not a drastically different, um, not a drastically different look at it. So I don't think it's a write-off completely. I think we. We just need to use it and learn from it, and and there are tweaks to it rather than wholesale changes. And if we if we can make some tweaks to it, like you, most of the personnel that started are going to start again against England. So you know we're we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but we need more from the players who got us here. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I think that I, I totally agree with that. And again, also there's I. I I think that there was a 
an, uh, not an unrealism, that's maybe not fair, because I think that we're entitled to think that we should do well in this group, like that we should qualify from it. Like, you know, I think that's not, but again, they're all that, that we should also taint that with an element of realism that this is, uh, you know, we do have one of the youngest squads. We have some of the most, one, the, one of the most ex- inexperienced squads. Um, yes, we do have s- some players that are, that are playing at, um, you know, at, at Manchester United and Liverpool and stuff. And those are all, those are all good things. Same time, you know, um, we, you know, we had we started with one Celtic player, really. Well, two if you count players on loan that are about to be sold. But you know, like you know that, uh, and and no Rangers players, and obviously, yeah, there's the circumstances around that and stuff like that. But like that s- still points to things not being. They're not saying that 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 we this is like a golden generation that have one chance to make their shot. If you know what I mean, I think we're we are we've just got to accept that actually some of this is is going to be. Like you know, uh, foundation, yeah, slow building of the foundations that that we make sure that actually qualifying becomes a regular thing, not this once in a generation event that then we you know project all our hopes, fears, and and everything else onto. Which you know, I think I don't, you know, I don't know. Would would do you think it would have been uh, better if we were not playing at Hamden, like for example, or what what have you? Like again, there's no point of that. Is also I've asked that question, and I'm about to say it's pretty pointless because that you know this is the, the <laughs> this is the hand we've been dealt. But it, it you know there seems to be a lot of things that people might think uh, are solely good, but actually are maybe not. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I, I think for anyone that was there and for anyone that's gone through the last year, 18 months, being able to get out and and see a game at, at Hamden must have meant a lot, even though, and it, you know, not patronising anyone by saying must have meant a lot regardless of the result. But there is maybe a bit of added expectation because of that. Maybe we were a little bit more attacking because of that. Maybe had we played... I, if we were playing in Bucharest, and it and it felt a little bit more like a a, a slightly more hostile environment, or a certainly less less positive environment, we we would have been a little bit more conservative, possibly. Um, but I I think you're, I think the point about this not yet being a golden generation is absolutely valid. And I think we've got a lot of very good players. We've got a lot of players playing in some of the best teams in the world. We've also got a lot of players who are playing with the greatest respect to, you know, QPR, Motherwell, Norwich, etc., who are not necessarily playing for spectacular teams, uh, but they're the best that we've got at the moment for one reason or another. Um, we're gonna need more. We're gonna be have. We're gonna have to be more cohesive, and we're gonna have to accept that sometimes we're gonna be outclassed in certain areas. We're gonna need more from. We're gonna need a little bit, um, a little bit more from these things. So I think that there are two things: one that's within our control, and one that it that isn't. We we lost against Czech Republic because too many people didn't turn up. And didn't just we needed we needed more than some six and sevens out of ten. We needed everyone to be sort of eights for for this to work properly. And nobody was remotely stand out. There were some okayish performances, but nobody stood out. And the second one, we just need a bit of luck, and we didn't really get that either. Um, I, I think it's probably seventy thirty because you can't really 
we should have done better with some of our chances and you do make your own luck in it. But I, I think there is... It should be a warning sign to some extent to get everybody focused on the England game and the Croatia game. We're not, we're not out of it, you know. We're not out of it by any stretch. It, it, if we, if we put, can do a little bit more like we have shown in the the friendly against the Dutch or in some of the in the qualifiers, then you know what what we saw of England and what we saw of Croatia, they weren't there to be completely feared, but. You know, we just need to up our game a bit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably a a pretty good place to to finish up on on the Scotland game. Uh, I suppose we should just mention the fact that uh, being at a European tour, you've been at a tour, major tournament's quite nice though. Like like that being part of it, being knowing that your uh, you know that your day's coming up the next day, or that you know that there's there's other games on and stuff like that. Like it. it, it, it I certainly feel more involved in this tournament than than any have for for quite a while. Maybe that's maybe that's um, pandemic related, but also maybe Scotland related as well. But like it's it's nice to know that we're 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 part of the, a cog in this, I suppose. Um, it, it I'm coming round to that again. <laughs> was, <laughs> maybe uh, not. Maybe uh, not at quarter past four or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, I think I'd, I've spent the best part of you know many many months looking forward to it, then spent an hour feeling like super excited, just like couldn't concentrate on anything else. Two hours of hating it, like being nervous and tense and not enjoying anyone uh, any part of it. I've spent the last three or four hours gradually coming around to it, but largely thinking it was quite nice when it was just a festival of football and I could watch, I don't know, like Belgium against Slovakia and just enjoy it for what it is in the sort of casual spectator half and half scarf way. But um, no, coming around to it, give it give it by Wednesday and I'll be absolutely fired up and we're going to uh, win. Yeah, buzzing again, again, buzzing again for Friday. Yeah, I, I suppose that's all we can say is that we like a cliche, but we we have to go again. Um, I don't, I can't remember exactly who will be here on Thursday with a, a review a preview of that game, and then I think on Saturday morning, me and Fowler are doing a review of the Scotland game. So, um, I mean, I'm expecting him to be useless uh, if he's if he's <laughs> drinking, and I, I I'm not very perceptive at the best of times, so, and I am drinking during the game as well. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I uh, hope everyone is enjoying the the football um, aside from this afternoon, um, and yeah, we'll hope to hope to all see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.